Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. Boom, let's watch the video tape. Boom, let's watch the video tape. Boom, let's watch the video tape. The more Sirianni, the better, kids. Learn it and love it. Get to know it for when week one comes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to episode 58 of the Grease Pole Podcast. Appreciate you taking part. As always, you can follow the pod on IG at Grease Pole Podcast. Coming to you live on Ojai Radio, which you can follow on Twitter at Ojai Radio. Type it in just as it sounds. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes drop each and every Monday. Give it five stars. If you dig it, tell a friend. If you think it sucks, move on with your day, I suppose. Um, Very fired up for this episode. We've had this one in the works for a while Super excited coming in here today. It's always great to chop it up with a fellow Eagles fan. But not only is my guest on today's pod an Eagles fan, this guy does a little bit of everything. He's been featured on MTV, America's Got Talent. His work's been featured on Comedy Central. And on top of that, he's the host of the Bringing the Backups podcast. Comedian Eric Helwig joins the pod today. Eric, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Been looking forward to it, man. And I'm curious to get your thoughts because it, you know, before we dive into the what the masochism is like to be an Eagles fan, I want to touch base with you about your about your comedy because we're just coming out of hopefully, you know, we've got a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, I suppose, with this pandemic. But as a creative mind, which you are, man, with everything that you do. What's it been like for you during the pandemic, kind of being trapped in your house and things of that nature with all the creative, you know, ideas and everything you've got in your mind? How's that been? Uh, well, you know, like, I was like a month into the pandemic. I was masturbating 85 times before. And I was like, <laughs> I need something to do to fill uh, the creative life. So, I mean, the podcast is really in that. I think my first episode dropped in August. 
But I, I mean, I, I to that point, I'd never done like audio or video editing for my promos or any of that stuff. So I had to like buy equipment and like do tutorials online. So everything from everything on my podcast was self-taught and I'm kind of a perfectionist in that way. So like really like a couple months into the pandemic, that became my artistic uh, thing was like getting the podcast off the ground, like booking comics I really wanted to talk to, picking quarterbacks I was interested in talking about. So that that honestly has filled a lot of my um, a lot of my I'd say ju- creative juices during the during the quarantine and everything, and like the fun thing about the podcast, if you listen, people assume it's a sports podcast because I market it that way, but it's really like ninety percent comedy, and then I mention a backup from the Oilers in the eighties for like five <laughs> seconds. So it's not like it's not like some in depth mini ESPN wannabe show like like we were saying before we started like. We don't want to be the podcast that talks about OTAs. Not only do I not talk about OTAs, I wouldn't know what to say if I was talking about them. <laughs> so, like, this podcast is pure, like, it's comedy, nostalgia. And if I say something about football, it's an accident in the same <laughs> way that, like, a broken clocking right twice a day is right. It's Don't count on it to happen a second time in, in one podcast episode. A hundred percent. And that's what I enjoy so much listening to your podcast is it's not super serious. You know, it doesn't take itself super seriously. I try to be the same way. I think there's a lot of if you, if you want the serious shit, there's a lot of that out there, man. But I don't think people want to be kind of talked down to. And at the end of the day, man, it's all about finding your voice, which I know you know that I'm just at a point with 58 episodes in where. I feel like I'm kind of maybe sort of hitting my stride some days. You know, it, it took about 50 episodes, but here we are, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of like you kind of like find what you want and, and what the, the, sh- the show kind of shapes itself as it goes. Right. I'm sure your, your legions of fans would attest to like <laughs> that's probably like when you when you listen to a podcast from the beginning, it's like that is what you're doing is you're kind of watching somebody form something and seeing if it uh, ends up becoming a thing that has some length to it. I mean, look, my, one of my favorite things to do is to uh, go on Apple Podcasts and find podcasts that just ended abruptly after like eight episodes <laughs> and listen to the last five minutes of the last one because they're always like, all right, we'll see you next week with me and John Bob here. And then I'm like, no, I'm like, no, you no, I won't, motherfucker. Yeah, because like so many so many people quit because that process of figuring it out is fucking frustrating. And yes. it's uh, it's it's just like any other it's like any other creative endeavor, man. Like there's plenty of people that are good enough to do it. It's the people who like want it enough to keep doing it when it gets hard. The people that have like the work ethic for that, the organizational skills. It's like yep. I remember when I started in comedy, there were so many people. I was like, oh, I want to work with this guy and this guy and that girl. And like you just get a couple years in and 80 percent of those people have quit. And it's not because they didn't have they, they weren't able to do it. It's like all the other things in there that like motivate you to keep going weren't there. Right. Uh, and that's that's not even a bad thing. It's like not everybody should try to be a com- comedian forever. Like uh, not everyone should try to be a podcaster forever. But right. The, the, that's what that's what everybody says. Every person I've talked to when I started my podcast, they were like, the most important thing is that motherfucker is there every week or every other whatever your schedule is to release that something is there. Right. And if you like are showing that to your list, that's what they eventually 
you know, that's what eventually people buy into and, and want to hang out for. Right. And Rome wasn't built in a day, man. And when people don't get, you know, I think a lot of people think organically, they're just a thousands of listeners are going to flock and find your shit within four episodes. And it just doesn't work that way unless, you know, you're somebody that already has people following you like that anyway, or a hot chick because any, you know, a hot chick can get attention anywhere, <laughs> obviously. You know what I mean? I'm neither one of those. So, you know, here we are. Um, I want to ask you, Eric, it, we're in this day and age where the political correctness, um, it, what is the difficulties of writing comedy in this climate? Because stand-up to me, and I love stand-up, um, it, it, it's always seemed like a place that you go for kind of that third rail shit and where it can kind of be accepted. Um, it, what are the difficulties of writing comedy in this day and age where you kind of have to be a little careful of that third rail a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you do, honestly. Like, that's just my opinion is, like, I have a lot of friends who are comedians, and their mentality is kind of like, just tell me what I can say so I can write my jokes and not get in trouble. And, like, the, I, I guess when I was younger, I would have been like, you fucking sellout piece of shit. Like, that would have been my <laughs> response to that. But now I just go, you know what? Like, some people are, like, in their 30s. They got, like, a family. They're just They're just trying to, like... They're just trying to make a way for themselves in the world and then die one day. And they're not trying to be Bill Burr or fucking George Carlin. And right. I'm like, to me, I'm like, I don't resent people for doing that and just trying to like keep their head low and work. For me, like the real adjustment is just going, I'm going to say what I want to say and be comfortable in having to build my thing myself. Because when you look at the comics who have, uh, who are like, I don't know what you would say. It's weird to say free speech comic. That used to be every comic, but like to the comics who really speak their mind and kind of will walk those third rails and be willing to talk about shit that others aren't. um, They all like have Patreon pages. They all have podcasts. They all have ways to make money that isn't going hat in hand to somebody in the industry being like, please don't fire me for something I said 10 years ago. Like they've, (laughs) they've found a way to become their own boss. Right. So I think, I think that's the thing is like, I, I don't, find myself really editing myself that much anymore like i'm i like to think like anybody else i want to like be a better person as i go older but that doesn't mean like just saying what everybody is saying in the moment like i'm not gonna have an opinion on israel palestine because that's what's on that's what's trending on twitter this week right, right. Like, i don't fucking know like <laughs> i like i try to be real about that stuff and just go like yeah they're my jokes like yeah if somebody thinks they're sexist or misogynist whatever like People can think that. Once I say it, it's not mine anymore. Right. I'm trying to focus on my own. So I don't have to go through that structure of like, hey, do a quick background check on this comic before we hire him for a show. It's like, fuck that, man. I write my own show. <laughs> I write my own bits. I The fans I have are fans I've found. And I, I really think that's the model now is find a way to build it yourself. And then you kind of can go around all that, like, I guess what, what people call PC culture stuff, you know, it's, I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of people are competing for a very small percentage of Americans who like watching every word they say, right? Like, it's like, everybody's trying to like corner the market on that. And I'm like, there's a lot of people that just want funny shit that gets to them in a reliable way. Like it sounds stupid, but having a website where someone can click on something and the podcast actually starts playing, it's not, like you're making things one click away for people. Like you're right. just like getting that 
part of your shit in line is something I didn't really start doing until the pandemic. Like you, I mean, you asked me before, like, what's it like being a comedian in the pandemic? I feel like I've never worked harder than I have in the last year because like, I didn't have like a functional, I had a website, but it was like, it was shitty. Like I had, I had headshots from like 10 years ago. Like I wasn't paying attention to that stuff. And, uh, yeah, like once the pandemic hit, I started to, and I'm like feeling. I, I did shows in Ohio a month ago, and fucking fans showed up. That's crazy. That yeah. that never happened to me in ten years of doing comedy. As hard as I worked, I never had people show up that I didn't specifically invite or leave comp tickets for. So I think that's the that's the model. I wish I'd figured it out before I was 34 years old, but you know what the fuck? It happens when it happens. Right. But like. Yeah, that, that that's that's the way to combat it. It's not to like, you know, like I don't know, like I have a lot of comics that are like, oh, I don't even like talking about cancel culture. It's like, well, that doesn't make it not real, motherfucker. That just means you're sick of talking about it. Right. But right. like the way to <laughs> the way to attack it is to make yourself undeniable and let fans find you free of a gatekeeper. Yeah, authenticity is everything, man. I think people can sense bullshit. You know what I mean? And when you you know, when you try and dance around shit, if you're out there being yourself, man, that to me is everything that matters. You know what I mean? Authenticity and, and everything is you can never go wrong. Um, what are some of your comedic inspirations? Uh, you know, anybody that you watch that made you laugh that you take inspiration from in your work? Hmm. It's interesting. Like comedically, it's like all the people you would expect. Like I love uh I love Louis's career post me too. Uh, yeah. That's what I, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like, uh, I love, I think Louis the, I mean, he's my favorite comedian. Um, I've seen him live a times. I like him for stuff. When I saw, I saw like Don, uh, that was in a big amphitheater, Jones, uh, out in Long Island. It was like, it was like late at night. It was like, minor league baseball stadium and the crowd was drunk and he for minutes and i was more like amazed that he was able to like get the amphitheater to pay attention to him at that point you know like right i like i struggle with like two heck like if i have two hecklers at once i'm like this show might go down the fucking toilet i couldn't imagine four thousand people wasted not paying attention walking on stage and making that work and i watched him do it and was like wow that's a fucking genius so like I love Louie. I love uh, you know Burr's obviously awesome. Um, I've, I've started listening to Tim Dillon a lot. Uh, I, honestly, guys like Tim Dillon, uh, Andrew Schultz are really in the vein of what I was saying before. Like guys who have started to build their own things. Um, Theo Vaughn's like that too. So so those are the, those are the comics I'm I, I find I guess inspirational. I mean. The truth is, is like I also find just funny people in my life very inspirational. Like, the, like no one makes me laugh harder than my dad, but he's not trying to make me laugh. Right. He's just like being himself, which is <laughs> he's like a, he's like this like really strict military dude trying to live in twenty twenty one and not it's like not working in some ways. <laughs> I remember one time, one time my dad was like, I can't remember what I was talking about. It was like some like liberal thing. And he just like kind of like sighed on the other end of the phone and went, "Son, I just don't think I'm gonna get there." And I was <laughs> like, "That's like the re that's like the realest fucking moment I've ever heard somebody have." Right, right. <laughs> like, really? So like, I, I mean, honestly, like I feel like you can find a lot of inspiration from comedy just from like looking around in your real life and observing the way 
people are like the way their their minds work the like people's stubbornness it's right. like so many things that like if i'm writing a script or if i'm thinking of a character that i want to like you know do on my podcast or something it's like it's all taken it's a little bit of truth from somebody in my real life and then just exaggerated you know right so not 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 to sound too like you know kumbaya we are the world but like my inspiration are the people I meet every day. Like that's, that's how I feel. Like I don't have any heroes anymore because everybody's got, you know, everybody's got some skeleton in their closet, whether they want to admit it or not. Right. But like, if you look for specific things in people, when I think of like, who's somebody who's like word is their bond. I'm like, okay, that's my dad. I'm like, who's somebody who like loves family more than anything. Okay. That's my mom. Like who's somebody who uh, fucking takes the bull by the horns and, like pursues career stuff like very hard. Well, that's my wife. Like you can kind of take little pieces from people in your life and use them as inspiration in moments right. versus like, you know, Louis CK jerks off in front of chicks at comedy festivals. <laughs> and now you gotta, now you gotta question who you are. It's like, right. I feel like I've had enough, <laughs> had enough heroes just take a fucking nosedive to be like, I got to respect them for what they do well and try to give grace and let people be human when they inevitably get really successful and we realize how fucked up they are. Yep. Everybody's got something now where we love to go back and find tweets from fucking 10 years ago and condemn people for them. Um, it's weird that that's become a niche that people have carved out in this day and age, but here we are. Um, yeah, it's like a job now. Dude, yeah. I mean, I guess, fuck, man. It, everybody <laughs> they find shit on, and you're like, Jesus Christ. I mean, A, you would think nobody would ever hit send on this type of shit, but they do, and people, I mean, you think about how many, I, I've got a Twitter account for the pod. I'm never fucking on it, because I don't Twitter, but maybe I should, but it, regardless, you know, think about how many tweets for if somebody's active on Twitter, you have to fucking scroll through to find this shit from 2014. <laughs> dude it's like i remember when i when i went to college facebook was like i think i got facebook maybe my sophomore year of college i'm, I'm 35 now yeah and uh i remember my dad being like everything you put on facebook it's it's a done you never get it back and i was you know i was like at that time 19 years old so i'm like eh, fuck you dad you piece <laughs> of republican shit like, i'm just an idiot yeah He's disrespecting him in his own home so like i <laughs> So then I'm like, cut. I'm like posting photos. I don't know. I probably have like posts of me like taking my nutsack and making it look like a bat. Who knows what I was posting <laughs> when I was 19 years old? I, I showed zero understanding that this is going to be out there forever. Right. So that's one of those things where I'm like, fuck, man. I think my dad had a good point about, yeah, <laughs> about yeah. fucking being careful on Facebook. Yeah. It's never. I think when it was starting, none of us, none of us looked at it that way. We were like, no. holy shit. Like, yeah, I can check in on my ex girlfriend and see what she looks like now. That's crazy. <laughs> she can check in on me. I better go to the gym. Holy shit! Yeah, like it, it was. I I remember like thing that was crazy to be able to post your photos. Yes, and like could look. It's you can look at somebody else's spring break. Right, like just like virtually see it. Like that was mind blowing to me. And now you think about kids growing up in this shit. That is like it almost. OP because lives are there's exposed not exposed in my early childhood most of my teenage years and most high school that's just like a burning seed that I walked away from and never looked back. I have someone like <laughs> snapping photos of me every five seconds 
So like, I, so and not to, I'm not defending, uh, you know, people being pussies <laughs> and like <laughs> the cult or whatever. But I'm saying like, I do understand where it comes from. It's like, I feel like it's almost like a, it's a reflexive detective from like they they're growing up online. Like I know people put photos of their fucking babies online. I'm like, yeah. what are you trying to like? lure serial killers into your house like I, I know man but it's 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 people just don't even have a, an idea of what privacy used to be right so that's just a thought man like you can like i mean i think about i think about like my grandfather was uh at normandy uh he was at normandy he was actually a the, i'll i'll say this and it's a longer story but he dragged on the wrong side when he was 16 years old he told me that story one time the story about being at normandy on the fucking wrong side of the war one time <laughs> meanwhile my wife will post like photos of tacos like every, before she eats them i'm like okay one of these stories deserves to be told right one is worth people seeing. and one story is like i made me love tonight bitch like <laughs> the amount of magnification we have like stories that don't mean anything i know and like there's meanwhile there's an entire generation that like you know have kids out of wedlock it was <laughs> it was like somebody else's kid and never tell anybody right right see shit yeah just the greatest ironic thing millennials say like actually take it to the ground Everything is unearthed. Everybody knows everything. It's like it, it makes sense. Young people, like fucking, this is like a primitive. I'm woke. I'm loving. I'm a person language. Yeah, like their 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 skin in the game is different from how ours was when we were kids. A hundred percent, man. It's funny because I've 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 got a twelve year old son, and I I'm thirty three. I graduated high school in 06, and I've run into people. Uh, that I graduated with, you know, you have the conversations, how shit been, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, fuck, I didn't even know you were a dad. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I just don't, I don't advertise, you know, there's a personal life for a reason. I don't think everything has to, I mean, you know, social media started as a way to keep in contact with people and we've turned it into completely something way different, you know, like you're saying, and we've just fucking hijacked it. Like, yeah, no, I don't feel the need to, Hey, here's my son online. I know people that have like, their kids is their profile pictures and shit. And it's like, you do realize yes. what you're advertising, right? Like, I'm not saying so I wish weird. this upon you, but yeah, it's fucking bizarre. It's fucking bizarre, well, man. Good. I'm glad to hear you say, because some, because I don't have kids. Uh, I'm a godless liberal uh, focused on my <laughs> career. No kids. Uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, maybe one day I will. Hopefully one day I will. But, like, I always think, like, is that, like, a me being, like, an out-of-touch person to be, like, when I see people posting, like, their, like, so much of their kids' lives online, I'm like, maybe I just don't understand the joy of having a kid. No, I don't think... But it's good to hear somebody with a kid be like, no, that shit is, like, sometimes people just go overboard with it, because me a lot yeah no for sure it's egregious man my thing is like if you got the kid's birthday party what are you doing you must not be there 100 percent mentally if you're taking 73 pictures of the birthday party what are you not doing at the birthday party to take all these fucking pictures yeah yeah, yeah. you know clearly you're Whatever. making a sacrifice 
<laughs> whatever happened to just like fucking enjoying the thing that's happening exactly <laughs> like actually living in, the, in moment. the moment and like the people that are there are the ones that get to experience it like that's it i don't know man it's a it's it's an old it's like an old way of thinking now i know dude and it, it's like we can't nothing you know nothing happens now it's like i can't go to the gym unless people think this i can't go work out or get a workout in if i don't tell people i'm working out like Okay, at that point, it becomes more about attention than you like, I'm trying to live a better life. That or it's at least some warped combination of the two. Um, So I know you're a huge, you enjoy obscure 90s football players and things of that nature. You know, again, your podcast, I'm incredibly jealous of the concept that is so fucking great. Um, What do you think, going back to the Kelly Green Eagles uniforms, because you're an Eagles fan. We had this discussion here on the pod a lot instead of not talking Devontae Smith at OTAs. It, Kelly Green versus the Midnight Green gear. Which one do you like better? Kelly goddamn Green. You. I'd say you go back to the Kelly Green uniforms. Go back to the helmets with no CTE protection. Just go everything <laughs> back to the 90s. Like, you know, sweeping players' mental injuries under the rug. Go all, <laughs> all the way vintage. I don't just go clothes, all right? I go... The, the abuse of the players in the 90s. <laughs> no, man. No, no I, I think every team should just go, what were we wearing in 1993? That. I right. think if every team did that, the league would immediately be more interesting to watch. It would look I, I don't, way better. I, I can't yeah. think of a – I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I really can't think of a – maybe with the exception of – the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I love the Los Angeles Chargers jerseys. Yes, yes. And I think their jerseys now are better than what they were when, like, the Junior Seau with just, like, kind of, like, the dark blue and the, the bolt. Right. With the exception of that team, I literally don't think a single team's uniform looks better now. I don't think a single one looks better. They all, to me, look like XFL teams. And, They're, like, the yeah. old NFL logos look like fucking the NFL to me. Yeah. Yeah, man. It it there's way too much going on now. We've turned these uniforms into like a fucking there's just forever piping. There's way too much going on, man. One of the ones I like to look at, like look at the Arizona Cardinals, man. They they had their get-ups were so much better when it was just I mean, the helmet yeah. looks great, but you had just the red numbers with the fucking Arizona State flag on the sleeve and the white numbers. That looked yeah. great. It was simple. What the fuck are they up to now? You know? Yeah, they were playing in like a they were playing in like a high school stadium in Tempe <laughs> for thirty years. Yeah, that was the that was it. like they yeah. were playing. They called it the desert. Like half the half the field was sand. <laughs> it was great, man. Those yeah. are and they were they they won two games a year. <laughs> right, right. Somehow Arizona it, was in the NFC East. Yeah, it's like I'm. There's a couple jerseys like there's a couple jerseys that don't look that bad. But for the most part, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't see anybody as like having really improved in the last 20 years. I mean, the, the one thing that I wish they would get rid of, they, they got rid of it on the, the Jacksonville helmet used to have that like the color fades to a different color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That thing looks so ugly. Like, <laughs> and I think right now the Falcons have it with their jersey where like their pants become a different color for the top. And I'm just like, yeah. why? Why? Why, dude? Just be the Panthers with Deion Sanders. That's it. All black. They look like uh, they look like uh, the Sharks from Any Given Sunday, <laughs> like that Al Pacino movie. Yeah, man. Like I thought that was like 
that, that movie, all the other uni- all the other teams have like shitty uniforms except for them because they just got like an all black uniform with a little bit of white outline. I'm like, that fucking looks badass. Dude. That's it. Simple, simple, vintage. It, yeah, I think it's. We could we could go around. I feel like this is becoming a real get off my lawn podcast. But yeah, man, like, <laughs> please go back. Just wear what you were wearing when I was eight, please. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. Also, bring back fullbacks. Um, bring back fullbacks, <laughs> dude. I think I do think. Uh, like, I love uh, my dad went to West Point, so he used to take me to Army football games a lot as a kid. I'm a diehard army fan which means i actually like triple option football so that's the only like i'm the only guy that likes a college football team where they have like a stable of eight fullbacks and that's the most important <laughs> position it's like more important than quarterback is who's at fullback this right year? right so like i'm with you but like one thing i'll say is i think college actually gets the uniforms right yes so many colleges like alabama Florida, you just go through all of those, like the top 20 teams. Yep. They all have the same fucking uniforms they were wearing 30 years. And, and guess what? That shit looks awesome. It looks amazing. So, yeah. Yes. Dude. I'm and a- like even, and even like the newer schools that have come around, like I was like Coastal Carolina or something like that. I'm like, they, they, they'll do cool shit with like their field. Yes. But they'll keep their uniforms looking fucking on point. I think for whatever reason, the NFL is like, trying to innovate where it doesn't need to and college football has that part right uniforms every college sunday like i'm i'm always down for that they're the best man i think it's because college football has got so much tradition like i'm a penn state fan and i fucking love penn state shit you know and and you figure too you've got 32 teams in the nfl versus hundreds in college so you would think you know, the percentages would be way more egregious in college, but here we are, and they're not. And, like, 28 teams in the NFL have shit gear. You know, meanwhile, there's only a couple in college that are ass. So Here's what it is, man. It's like, what you know how what Oregon, what Oregon does with their uniforms? Where they have, like, a new uniform every, every single week? Yep. So, like, if you're going to have a goofy-ass uniform, the way to do it. We're, we are the goofy-ass team we have new guy maryland's thing we have a new <laughs> stupid uniform every week with the, like now that the, the flag is now the entire like our uniform we just drape ourselves <laughs> in the maryland flag yep it's like either do that or be alabama be penn state right what the nfl did is like it's like every 32 teams just took one of oregon's uniforms and made that their permanent uniform over the last 20 years and it's like <laughs> that they're, they're, it's like a man without a country. It's like you're either goofy uniform or you're fucking old school. Right. Just pick one and be that. Right. No happy medium. Either end of the spectrum and we're good. I got to ask you, man, because you're an Eagles fan, Eric. I got to ask you your thoughts. Uh, we love Nick Sirianni here on the pod. He hasn't coached a single fucking game Boom, yet. Let's watch the videotape. But we love him for shit like that, man. What are your <laughs> thoughts on, uh, on the Birds' next head coach who enjoys a good game of rock, paper, scissors? I have no fucking idea. Man. I, hope suck. I mean, who I watched like three minutes of that press conference. It made me laugh. And then I, to me, I still feel like we won the Super Bowl three years ago, even though the Eagles tried to fuck it up and make it unenjoyable. I still feel happy <laughs> that we won the Super Bowl three years ago. So I'm trying to like I'm trying to still coast off of that and not let it consume me. The way that it used to consume me, like, who's the Eagles' next coach going to be? Oh, look at this 
look at this move they made. Oh, they should have they should have bumped that receiver up to they should have paid him and not the older guy. Like, yep. <laughs> dude, I, to to my mind, what should have happened after that Super Bowl? Right now, we should be witnessing the end of Nick Foles's Eagles tenure. Now he should have gone like eight and eight, six and six and ten, <laughs> and then last year three and thirteen, and we should be going okay. Time for Nick Foles to go. And we should like Alshon Jeffries just like in a wheelchair running fly routes. <laughs> like that's what it should be. It, everybody should just be like basically dying on the field in their mid thirties. <laughs> and we have a high draft pick and we're getting our brand new quarterback right now. So the fact that we like kind of did this mealy mouth, like we're going to try to go back to the Super Bowl, but not with the guy who won, like all that shit to me, I call it like nerd football where it's just yeah. nerds being like, to me, like like when I play pickup basketball and we win, we get to play the next game, even if we might not be as talented as we could be. If you could sub me out for somebody else, I'm sure the team would be better. But the bottom line is I fucking won the last game, so I get to play. Right. So that something about like the way the Eagles have managed their pre-Super Bowl, their post-Super Bowl <laughs> roster just it irks me. Because I'm like, dude, once you win, you should. I just I would prefer I would have rather them gone two and fourteen the next year with the, the exact team that won the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. Like and and then like and then and then whatever. Then we got to rebuild. But like go Sixers. Like look what the Sixers did, huh? Yep, yep. Fucking tank the process. Just suck for three seasons. Get some great players. Like that is the way to go. It's like, do you really want to be the Charlotte Hornets of the NFL? Like <laughs> then then keep trying to be the smartest guy in the room, and not pay attention to like. Hey, for whatever reason, the the football team wants to run through a brick wall for Nick Foles. Anyway, I'm always turning about back to Nick Foles. You're good. Like You're good. Your man. question was about Nick Sirianni. The answer is <laughs> I don't fucking know anything about that dude. I don't even care. I hope the Eagles are great. I'll watch all the games, whether they're good or bad. Um, the thing I'm excited for is I do love Jalen Hurts. I I fucking am rooting for that dude. I love his story about like. You know, obviously, I got a sweet spot, a soft spot for backups. Yeah. The fact that he was a backup in college after he won a national championship, took a backseat to Tua, swallowed that pill, still helped his team the next year when Tua got hurt in that one playoff game, and then went to Oklahoma when people were like, well, he can't throw, and was like one of the best passers in college football. I'm like, that is what I need to know about a quarterback. Yeah. Is like that that is that is actual adversity that a football player faced down, fucking overcame. So to me, like obviously Philly loves its backups, man. We're a backup type of city. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like that's always been our way. You got that right. So this guy, even as a starter, has like I feel like his backup bona fides is well established. <laughs> And this should – I hope this is the black quarterback we can get behind. We didn't get behind McNabb. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> Nobody liked McNabb. <laughs> From it's, day it's, one, he was hated. He and, was really hated, man. And, like, for a pretty dumb reason, the Ricky Williams thing, I mean, come on. that. Right. We, I feel like we got to own that was a dumb reason to not want him. Oh, for sure. It, I'll tell you the reason we didn't, I didn't like him was because uh, – was because uh, Army played Syracuse in 1996, and it was like the last season Army was good before they sucked for 30 years. And uh, so I was watching the game with my dad. I would have been 11 at that time. And, 
you know, it's like Army was like undefeated. Like, oh my God, we're going to be good. And of course, Syracuse is the first good team they played. So we're losing like 80 to nothing in the second quarter. <laughs> and Don McNabb runs for like a 98-yard touchdown pass. He's twice as fast as the Army safety. And he like, and he scores and he turns back to the Army guy that's chasing him, gives him like a fake fuck you salute. <laughs> and, and my dad was just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. He's like <laughs> turning the table over. He's like furious. And I actually, this is the, this is why I don't like to talk. <laughs> I don't like to talk roster stuff <laughs> because I, I went to Eagles.com on our shitty family computer. And I wrote a letter to <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles.com. And I said, Donovan McNabb does not respect the troops. Please draft Achilles Smith. Achilles Smith seems to be a good guy. <laughs> I've watched his college tape. I really, really think Achilles Smith is the future of this team. So that, <laughs> so that is why I don't have a reason to ever talk roster news with anyone. I don't fucking know anything. My, my level of understanding of football is the exact same as that 11-year-old kid going to PhiladelphiaEagles.com begging Achilles Smith to be our future quarterback. <laughs> Boom, let's watch the video. Oh, okay. shit. I love it. Oh, my. Can you imagine how many? Because this is the same fucking fan base, Eric, that ran Andy Reid out of town. And, I mean, what's yeah. he done since he left? You know, I mean, we've got as many rings as he does, I suppose. But, I mean, I think his, his prospects are looking way better than ours right now. But, you know, we're going to – we're Eagles fans. I think it's awesome. <laughs> we're going to – we're going to fucking pay for that one Super Bowl forever. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> um, yeah. And by the way, I don't he ran Andy out of town, but he kind of wanted to leave. I mean, that, he I did. don't blame us for that. He did for sure. And it yes. was, Dude, he, he was done here. He'd gone as far as he was going. Yep. I mean, once he, once he really thought Kevin Cobb was better than McNabb. I mean, that means that you're, <laughs> you've gone senile. Like sometimes the chain of scenery does everybody good? Yes. No, he did need to go. His voice had gotten stale, but it's like you know, you know how Eagles fans are. They had wanted his ass out of here long before even his time was up, you know. But it's 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 always something, as you know. Um, I got to ask you, man, because you you know you've got your pod bringing the backups. I've got to ask you, man, before we get you out of here, brother. Give me a if you were to construct a Mount Rushmore. Um, of Eagles backup quarterbacks, and there's a lot of shit to choose from. We've got, at one time, this was the team that had both Detmer brothers on the roster at the same fucking time. Hell yeah. Um, you get him out Rushmore. Who are you putting up there, man? Well, first one's obviously Nick Foles. Of course, yeah. Um, he's obviously first. Uh, I would put my my favorite, I'd say one of my top five Eagles of all time is Coy Detmer. He was the first quarterback I ever did on my podcast. He's basically the reason I did the podcast. I was like, <laughs> I could have just stopped after Coy. I could have called the podcast Remember Coy Detmer, and it was one episode, and I would have been, <laughs> been artistically, I would have felt like I did something good for the world. Hell yeah. But yeah, dude, Coy Detmer, I mean, dude, talk about, uh, I remember I was watching his, like, uh, his career touchdowns. He threw 10, and the video was seven minutes for his 10 touchdowns and the comments were like how the fuck is this video longer than 13 seconds but it's because they took every touchdown and slowed it down and like got they got every single broadcast of each touchdown throw so they were able to like really, really fucking get every bit of juice out of those 10 touchdowns for a youtube video but yeah dude i love that all about Coy Denver, huh? how about the fact that 
Like 5%. Kicker, if he stayed healthy a little bit longer, it's like, no, Coy Demers should have gone in with him. All right? The numbers, <laughs> yeah, Coy Demers, the best holder in the goddamn NFL. And the Eagles brought him back yeah. in like 2015, 2016 just to hold field goals. So he gets that too. So yep. that's why he's going second on Mount Rushmore. Third Mount Rushmore, I'm going to go. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna stick in my lifetime. I like Rodney Pete. Yeah, and I think he I think he spent more time as a backup than a starter, so I think he would qualify for the mountain. No, he does. Um, he does because he got benched yeah. for fucking Bobby Hoying. Oh my god, Bobby, <laughs> we could talk forever about that fucking piece right. of shit. Right. Jesus, I can call him a piece of shit. I'm sure he's a nice guy and whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. His, Remember why we were crazy was like the Eagles were, you know, it was another season in the mid nineties where we're, you know, two and 12 <laughs> at the end of the season. And we were playing the Bengals at home, the Bengals. Yep. And Bobby Hoying threw like three touchdowns or something and led a fourth quarter comeback against the Bengals. And by the way, when you watch the tape, he has horrible footwork. He doesn't look confident at all. It's like they're lucky. He's not looking good in the pocket. But the Eagles beat the Bengals. And so we all just went apeshit. We were like, this dude is the guy. I had. A, I remember I bought a Bobby Hoying jersey. Like I yes. bought it. I probably I asked my parents for it. Yep. Like <laughs> My I parents was, bought me one too. And I was like stoked as fuck. And now I look back and go, what the fuck? Dude. He, so that next season, I think it was he started 11 games. He threw zero touchdowns in 11 <laughs> games and, like, 13 picks. It was like, how, the, dude, how do you not accidentally throw it? I would right. throw one touchdown pass yep. in 11 starts. <laughs> like, how do you not shovel pass one in? Like, right. it's also, like, part of that's, like, on the coaching snap, not to be like, dude, we have to throw – we have to run a screen pass <laughs> at the goal line. This guy has zero touchdown passes, 10 starts in. So I blame the offense. I blame the – Blame the the offensive coaches too for that. Yeah, maybe help out like, a little bit. Yeah, help out Bobby. Bobby clearly needs a little bit of a a, a confidence boost. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we're, anyway. So I was saying, Rod. The reason I go Rodney Pete on there is because he won that playoff game against the uh, against the Lions. Yes. I remember when I was a kid, and that was like that was the first time I think I ever remember at least the Eagles winning a playoff game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. Back up, team wasn't playing well, win a playoff game, and they, they crushed them. So I'll like I'll take I'll put Pete up there. And then for the fourth backup, I mean, how do you not go Jeff Garcia, baby? Yes. He's our he's our baby, baby. That dude, he what what a what a beautiful shining star, shooting star he was for Philadelphia. Well he, I think he only played in like what was it, like five games? It wasn't but much, what, but what a fun year, huh? Oh my God, it was so much fun. And he was like, he, to me, he was a very rootable guy. I think that was like, if I'm, if I'm remembering right, I think it was after the T.O. thing, right? Yep. Like T.O. had already been here and left, or was that before? No, it was after. It was after. It was after because I remember there being like an element of like, people were still mad at T.O. Yep. And like Jeff Garcia was the first quarterback that he kind of threw under the bus. Mm-hmm. So people were like, <laughs> I feel like there felt like a, a little bit of T.O. revenge there was involved too. Um, but yeah, man, I thought Jeff Garcia definitely gets to be the fourth. And I look, I'm, I'm totally being transparent here. If there were great backups before 1985 when I was born, I'm sorry that I've left you off. Maybe 
I should be saying Norm Van Brocklin. I don't fucking know any of those guys. Roman so Gabriel. This is, yeah, yeah, Roman Gabriel. Yeah, <laughs> Sonny Jurgensen. I don't care. Okay, this, this is my life. I'm Mount Rushmore. I think that's what I go with. Yeah, no, that's the pocket that that I mean, we're the, the generally the same age, but I think this is when our lifetime has been the most fun for Eagles backup quarterbacks because there were so many that were so bad for so long. Um, and then we hated the guy that was a savior and brought us to five fucking NFC championships after all that shit. All we- I've, I've, I do feel like Philadelphia needs to forgive McNabb because now like the world hates him. Like yeah. he's since like he's taken his hate, like the way Philadelphia didn't embrace him and spread it to everybody. I feel like we've got to like own up to it. Like, I feel like that one's on us. And, and I'll say this. It, it's different from case to case too because i remember you remember the uh the steve bartman chicago cubs thing oh yeah where like where like somebody reached for a foul ball and then moise salu reached his urine soaked hands into the stands <laughs> and then the whole city decide to just murder somebody like yep. let's just kill him let's kill him and then it, and it didn't end it wasn't like the game followed him and like fucking and then team Cubs are like have the audacity to be like Steve Hartman. It's like motherfucker, you you don't need to forgive him. He needs to <laughs> you. Exactly. You the assholes. So like get to go case by case. The city's always right. But with the McNabb stuff, I do think we fucked that up a little bit. I mean I we booed him when he got drafted for a stupid reason. Yep. He was a great quarterback. He really I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Like Agreed. I mean his numbers are close <laughs> enough to it's not like a stretch to have him in there. Um he was definitely a top 3 quarterback for a long stretch in his career. Five just like when, with the Bills going to four Super Bowls and losing, going to five NFC Championship games in a career is a fucking huge accomplishment. Yeah, four in a row and too. It's not, yeah, and it's not even like his – it's not even like his uh, – he doesn't have great moments in his career as well. Like you could even – even by that barometer, you're like – you could think of fourth and 27 against the Packers. Or yep. you could think of that play in Dallas where he's running around and he hits Deshaun. Like yeah. he's, got, he's got those moments too where, yes, it sucks. We didn't win the Super Bowl, but like why the fuck do we love Brian Dawkins so much? He was on the same team. <laughs> And Brian Dawkins gets every bit of love. Like, I, I, can we like partition off twenty percent of all the Brian Dawkins dick sucking we do, and just give a little bit of that to the quarterback of the team? Was he that? Was he that much of an asshole? Like, I just feel. I just feel like we owe him. I feel like we owe him an apology. That dude deserves to be like considered an all-time Philadelphia great quarterback. I don't know. I mean, to me, he's. And in my lifetime, I go like, I'd go, I love Randall Cunningham, but I think it's McNabb and then Cunningham were like my two favorite quarterbacks. And then Nick Foles, I feel like should have gotten a chance to be a great Eagle quarterback. But I, to me, those are the guys. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm wrong, but to me, McNabb was for a stretch. I think he deserves to be considered one of the greatest Eagles quarterbacks of all time, if not like the, like who's, who's better? I'm just trying to think. 
Well, tell me I, if I'm wrong. I, no, you're right now. I think we had a guy who was going to be better, but he whined and bitched, and now he's in Indianapolis. So, there. Oh, Carson Wentz? Don't even say that to me, dude. We knew I got to get off the podcast, and you can't bring that shit up. Dude, don't even get me started. Don't even get me fucking started Bro. on Carson Wentz. I know. People go, like, he had that one great season, man. He was an MVP. I'm like, Nick Foles in 2013 threw 27 touchdowns two and picks. two interceptions. Yep. Yeah. So, like, any, any if you're going to use that argument for Carson Wentz, he was so great for these 11 games. Well, so was fucking Nick Foles, all right? So, like, you have to do it over a period of time. I feel like Carson Wentz could have been good if the Eagles didn't, like, after they won the Super Bowl, right? Like, the day they won the Super Bowl. Uh, what's it fucking Lurie was like Carson Wentz is our starter next year. Yep. And I was just like, why the fuck would you say that after you won the Super Bowl? What, that, what kind of non football player pussy shit is that? Okay. <laughs> you go, Nick Foles, is our quarterback. Carson Wentz, our backup. Cause you know what? You still got Carson Wentz under contract for two years. Yep. And the next season when Nick Foles inevitably sucks, you get to bring Carson and everybody gets to root for him. Now he gets to be the Philly backup that we all go for. Yeah. But instead they treated him like fucking the Prince Joffrey of NFL quarterbacks. And like, yeah, what a, what a surprise. What a surprise that it didn't work out that you had him as the starter. Nick Foles at the back. Put up a fucking statue of Nick Foles at the fucking field. Yes. Walker. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you, they, they, they set him up to fail in like, in a like emotional intelligence way. And like, just like pure human, like I'm a human being, right? I have to walk past the statue of my backup. <laughs> yep. Yep. Dude, think, think, really think about that. I know. Like, I know. We like, talked about it here. Would, yeah, man. <laughs> dude, it would be like, I've said this before. This would be like if there was a statue of my wife's ex-boyfriend in the fucking kitchen. Right. And I had to just, every time I wanted to get a sandwich, I had to stare this motherfucker in the face. Yeah. Even, even if I, I, I think it's awesome. I'd be like, you put the fucking hat in the kitchen? <laughs> I'd throw Chino. Our relationship's not going to go the way it should go. Right. Like you got to, you got to, again, it's like shit or get off the pot. You either go, you know what? Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. We're going to trade Carson Wentz, get what we can for him, and just ride this Nick Tr Foles train straight into hell. Like, okay, fine. Then, like, I, we can get behind that. But, like, to do the mealy mouth, like, halfway thing pissed me off. I just think it was, like, it was just totally mismanaged. I, I don't know. And, and then the fact that Philly fans then go, like, you know, because I was saying keep Nick Foles the whole time. I was like, trade Carson Wentz, keep Nick Foles. People are like, oh, yeah, fucking, you know. They, I, that got considered like a dumb sports car into a Philly radio station at noon. Everybody, everybody else is smarter than me for saying Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Nick Foles, even though Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. Then it doesn't work with Carson, and people go, yeah, I mean, technically you were right, but the Eagles still did the right thing. I'm like, well, which one fucking is it? That's not fair that I get to be – Wrong when I say it. My prediction turns out right, but I'm still kind of wrong. Fuck you. Yeah. I was right. People who said keep Nick Foles were right. If Nick Foles sucked, the Eagles would have had more fucking draft capital by getting rid of Carson Wentz when he still had high value. So, like, anyway. Yeah. I'm, uh, I've, I've, I've gone far enough. I don't even remember what the original <laughs> question was. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Listen to my, po listen to my podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's it from me.
Bring in the backups Boom, podcast. You can find it um, <laughs> everywhere you pod. Uh, where exactly is it available? By the way, Eric, I listen to it on Apple Podcasts. You on Spotify as well, right? Apple, Spotify, YouTube, uh, notes. Any anywhere you get podcasts it's now. Um, the easiest way to support me beyond just listening to the podcast is if you go to my website, which is erichelwig.com. You can see my stand updates. Uh, you can even sign up for my bands in town which will alert you when I'm doing stand-up in your state or near your city. Because, uh, you know, hopefully in the next couple months, I'll start booking stuff out of, uh, you know, out of California and start traveling a little bit more and doing little mini tours. Boom. So, yeah, go to my website, Eric Helwig, where you can – you'll get the podcast there. You'll see all my social media stuff if you want to follow me there. Um, and, yeah, like I said, you'll see my stand-up stuff too. Eric, E-R-I-C-K, by the way, kids, just to make sure you guys have the spelling right. Um Eric, thanks so much for the time, brother. I know you got to run, man. One of these days, we'll we'll bring it back and we'll do a Wentz versus Foles conversation because I'm still not over how bad uh, Carson made me look. So, um, really appreciate you taking yeah. the time, brother. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks again so much. Go Birds. Thanks for not making me go more on that whole grand thought on the German side of War Two thing as well. I appreciate <laughs> you letting that just kind of. I mentioned it, and you didn't make me do ten minutes on it. Yeah, man, I figured it, as well. if you wanted to expand more, the floor was yours. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just leave people with, real, real quick, grandfather in the German army fought for Hitler's army. <laughs> but let's put a pin in that and talk about Nick Foles for 40 minutes. <laughs> no, so I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate your audience suspending their horror for long <laughs> enough to let me continue to talk about the Eagles. <laughs> and yeah, man, let's uh, let's for sure uh, do it again sometime, man. Absolutely, brother. I appreciate you taking the time, Eric. We'll talk soon, man. Thanks. All right. Later. Big shout out to Eric Helwig again. Give him a follow at Bring in the Backups is his pods account on IG. I believe he's got a personal Instagram as well at Eric Helwig, E-R-I-C-K, hell spelled like where bad people go, uh, H-E-L-L-W-I-G. Give him a follow. listen uh, Listen to his pod. Support the content. Great shit. The first time I found out uh, that a pod existed on backup quarterbacks. I was fucking jealous that somebody beat me to it. I was like, this is fucking great. Why did I not think of this first? So props to him. Latest episode is on Danny Warfel. So Magic man. Yeah, dude. Danny Warfel. I remember your boy went, because he got drafted in, I think, 97. Your boy was like nine years old and spent like, what the was a ball coach? What was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, fucking Spurrier. Yeah. I spent oh, what was boy. a lot of money um, for a nine year old on one of Danny Warfel's rookie cards. Oof. I don't know where it's at now, but I don't feel like I'm, worth I'm probably not <laughs> probably not missing a whole lot. I spent way more on it than it was worth. And was, I think I only spent like eight. He bucks. was a starter for way longer than he should have been. He was. He was getting drilled out there. <laughs> he was with the football team for a while as well. Yep. The old ball coach was coaching him up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let me bring my guy back. Yeah. He can create some magic. No. No, he can't. No, we no can't. No, the fuck we he can't. He lit up. He is ass. He <laughs> is fucking ass. Some some guys are just meant for college. Yeah. He's one of them. Man, we got to have Eric on Gear Freak sometime, man. He was going deep on some gear stuff. And I'm like, yo. I know, dude. I know. Like, He's got well, gear takes. He does. And it's great because I was listening to, I can't remember, something he was doing. And he was like, I love 90s. 90s get-ups, and I was like, oh, I got to – surely he's a Kelly Green guy. got to throw it to him. You know what I mean? So 
um it just you know the discord i don't know what it was or if it was a connection or whatever um hopefully it it comes through all the way um because i know it got kind of sketchy in spots but yeah. you know that's part of the it's part of what we do it's man technology it happens yeah there's computers and wires and shit involved kids sometimes they he don't was in california that too time I mean, zones we're literally saying. on opposite ends of the country yeah like it's not he's, like he's in a, sitting here in the room and it's yeah coming out like that he's in la we're in fucking virginia yeah Literally, you cannot get much more opposite than that. Yeah. So appreciate Eric for coming on, though. Um, the couple couple housekeeping things before we get out of here, though. Your squad yes. swept the nugs. Yes. So as it pertains to, to my squad and, you know, for your listener of the pod, probably yours, too. Game four tonight. You got to do it. You gotta, I'm a little nervous, man. I hate that they took one from you guys. Uh, be- I do too. Because it would be Fuckers. nice to see the sweep from both of our squads just to go- put the stamp on it like, yo, we're for real right. here. Fuck off. Yeah. For nothing, both of you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Trey Young is good. He is. He's putting the squad on his back. Yep. So that would worry me. But like, I I, I think ultimately <clears throat> it's, it's just like our matchup with Denver. I think ultimately you guys are the better squad. 100%. Yeah. And so, like, if you can keep him at bay, you guys will put him away. That's it. Well, and the other thing is Kyrie Irving fucked up his ankle yesterday, I think it was, against Milwaukee. So, we don't know what's going to happen there. But, I mean, okay, we move on, presumably get Brooklyn. Yeah. We're going to, you know, does that ankle linger a little bit? Mm. What Kyrie do we get? What Brooklyn Nets do we get? Yeah. That could make shit a little easier to get into the finals, potentially. Although, again, if there's a way to fuck it up, <laughs> oh, we will find a way. We'll find a way to Philly. We will find a way to Philly because that's what we do. <laughs> um, but I am pumped as fuck because if it's not us, I want it to be your boys. So man, I'm glad you're so a step good. closer. They did, man. They looked so good. That ever since, what, game four against the Lakers where they started running off the court. Yeah. And then they just they didn't stop fucking clicking dude and cp3 is looking stellar mm-hmm. dropped 37 last night yeah dude uh, yeah i'm so happy for him yeah dude like it, it it was bound to happen and i'm just happy it happened in phoenix right cuz everybody Worked thought out he was well. done yeah even me man i was like we're getting chris paul this late in his career well okay. he yeah he took that shitty thunder team a couple years ago maybe was it no cuz he was oh. just with houston right uh, I think he went from Houston to OKC. Okay. To us, okay. So, yeah. Whatever the OKC, OKC, I mean, of course, the last year pandemic feels like it's been a decade. Mm-hmm. So I could be off here. But whatever OKC team he was on, they were at their cheeks. And he took <laughs> them to the playoffs. And, yeah. like, man, like, the, he could take them to the playoffs. Like, you guys have a squad. Yes. Even sans him. He helps. But, we, but what it turned out to be is we needed that veteran leadership yeah, dude. and somebody who that, that could still ball. Because we've had right. veteran leadership before, and they just they were old. They were just right. old dudes. And right. it's like, uh, he can still ball. He can. So he goes dude. out there, and he's still putting up points. And, um, and it moves book to two, yep. which I've, I've talked about before, moving book to two. Now you've got trouble. You've got matchup problems because you've got a point who can shoot and score. Right. And you've got Book at the two who can also pass as well because he's a natural point. Exactly, dude. That's trouble. I'm Not gonna... to mention the rest of the young squad, like, stepping up. Right, right. 
I'm going to keep, we got to keep speaking it into existence. Sixers Suns finals. God, it has to, man. Because, man, like, I, I feel like I'm more confident in you guys than I am in us. Oh, like the way they're playing. I don't know like if you're a vice versa. to bet against Phoenix right now. Right. They are playing lights out ball. They are, dude. And really, the matchups, the trouble matchups <clears throat> are all in the East. Yeah. And really, it's only the Nets. That's the thing, man. It won't, like, you look at the teams you guys have beat. I mean, the Sixers, or the Sixers, the Lakers were a seven, mm -hmm. but they're not. They're still the Lakers. There's that. There's, you know, the golden one there. Yeah. Bron Bron flopping everywhere like a fish. Yeah. So you got past that. Yeah. You got past the, the MVP loaf of bread. Everybody thought for sure that Denver was going to handle them. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember seeing tweets of, oh, it's too bad uh, the Suns went through all that just to get swept by the Nuggets. I'm like, I don't think you've yeah. been watching the Suns. Who swept too? Suns and four, motherfucker. And by the way, did you see all the Suns fan in the, uh, fans in attendance in Denver? Yeah. Prominent. Yo, I didn't know we traveled like that. They did, dude. Like You guys are like the Stillers. I'm ant on this. It is so cool to see the Suns have a fucking presence again, dude. I mean, I hate... I hate to be this guy. We fucking deserve it. Man. I hear you, dude. I hear you. I know, man. That's where I'm at. Like, and I hope, I don't know, man. I'm just convinced year, 33 years of this shit. I, like, I keep feeling like, okay, here's another game, but. <laughs> but this team is different because even when AI shows up, it that's clearly just AI and, and the Steves. That team was, you want to talk about Cheeks? Yeah. That team was so Cheeks. Yeah. Even Eric Snow. <laughs> Even with AI. Yeah. And it's just like AI just willed that team there. That was it, dude. And but this team is a team. Like they built the squad. They are. And that's why I want this matchup so bad. I do too, man. I did it it I want nothing more than six or something. Cause then like, sure, if we lose, if we get like I'm gonna be pissed. Like yeah. fuck, man. But if it's to the Suns, it's eh. a good story. Right, and it's like... It, it, I feel the same way. You know it's going to be a good series. Yes. You know, and that, Likely more than anything... Seven. Right. Like, that. Like I don't want... What are we, fucking Nets and the Clippers? Get that out of here, man. I mean, I'll take it just because it's not Lakers. That's it. You but know? that's literally the only reason. Yeah, I'm not fired. I'm not going, ooh, the game starts I'm when. To, I'm not watching. Right. You know, there's nothing else on, maybe. <laughs> if the Sixers make the finals and the Suns don't, I'll watch if the Suns make it, obviously I'm watching. Of course. Uh, but Jazz and, uh, and Jazz and Bucks, nah. <laughs> that Bucks. would be disastrous for the league. Awful. And you want to talk about Cheeks versus Cheeks gear? <laughs> yeah. Not good, man. At least you know. I mean, we every column has checked six or Suns. Oh, dude. Excitement. Like, imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we couldn't go City matchup because ours are too similar oh fuck they are both black yeah we wouldn't be able to do that but you know as, as, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen y'all are gonna rock the bell and we're gonna rock the sun <laughs> no no we're like no that is exactly what's gonna happen and that was my first thought was we're gonna wear the bell <laughs> and then the images forever of all right we're in the finals now we made it it's just don't do the bell. it's gonna be yeah please come on with the clip arts don't That's... do it don't do it Fuck, man. Oh, I, I just, hate them. I know it's going to happen. 
I just know it's gonna happen. I will turn the game off if it's <laughs> if it's the clip art bell versus the orange on the orange for you guys. I will check out. Be like, all right, well, I'm watching from my phone. Like, That's I'm it. Just gonna watch the score. <laughs> I mean, yeah, refresh every thirty seconds. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Photo gallery? No thanks. God. Hard pass. Fuck that shit. Oh boy. So game four tonight, Sixers Hawks. You know, fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. Also, um, before we get out of here. You know, we like to talk food on the pod. Uh-oh. Um, so over the weekend, uh, shout out to my guy Kamal at work, a.k.a. Big Mall. Um, Friday, we were talking cookies, because naturally. Right. Um, Grown men. Yeah. Clearly. Well, we do, exactly. <laughs> food has come up so much in my day. <laughs> like, I find myself in hot take food conversations on the daily now. <laughs> And it's like, is this, this is what it's become now, but I'm here way worse. Like I'm here for it. Yeah. But he suggested, uh, double stuff, golden Oreo Mm. better than the original, better than the regulars. And I was like, okay, like you dying on this. He was like, I haven't, since he discovered them, he hasn't touched a regular Oreo. And I was like, Okay. I'll give it a shot. So got a to-do list from the wife Saturday morning. Um, walk, went to a redacted chain over by the house, the mm-hmm. Casa, and grabbed a, grabbed a, a sanitized shopping cart. And the first aisle I come to is the cookie aisle, <laughs> just based on the layout. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. That's the way that story is. Redacted over yeah. there, right. So I'm like, okay, this is perfect. So I walked right over there. Before I even grabbed anything, I made it a point to find the golden double stuffs, and I sent him a picture of it. I was like, all right, don't let me down, dude. <laughs> you know, This is your chance to say your piece if, yeah. I was, if you're fucking with me. The funny thing is, is like I sent him the picture, and it was obviously an empty cart. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, you're not like, you wanted to make sure you didn't forget these, motherfucker. <laughs> because, of course. Yeah. It's a reason it's to... A- Food hot take, yeah. man. We need to prove I, or disprove. I've got to talk food on the pod. Yeah. I have to talk about, I have to try these so I can converse it. Have you ever had the golden Oreo? I've had the golden. I enjoy a golden. I, I'm i a sucker for the original. I am just such a sucker for it. That's it, dude. It's perfect. You don't fuck with perfection. Right. Um, all the different flavors, okay. But the golden... Original is up here, folks. I'm I'm doing the levels gimmick. Yes. Eye yes. level. <laughs> uh golden here. Like very good. Okay. It, not not disgusting. I'm not going to bat form either. That's it. It's solid. It's yeah. solid. But I was like I wanted more. I was like, man, like, first of all, to dethrone the Oreo for well, me. Seriously, it's gotta you gotta come correct. You better come hard yeah. as fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Raw. Yeah. Raw. You know? <laughs> You gotta be smacking bitches in the face. Penetrate me, yeah. you know. Don't even spit on it. Fuck that. <laughs> and it didn't. It it was fine. I mean, I ate like half the goddamn. <laughs> like I wasn't like, oh, these are gross. Like, I mean, I fucking ate just a That's gross what amount I of them. Hate about Oreos. You yeah. can't eat one. Nope. A sleeve later, you're like, all right. I guess I'll I, slow down. I guess I gotta go get more. <laughs> What's your technique when you eat an Oreo? Okay, it depends on, it, it really depends on, am I eating to enjoy or am I being gross? 
<laughs> for the sake of this conversation, Eat. the latter. <laughs> Just give me, do both for the hell of it, but d- save the gross one for last because gross. So eating to enjoy, I take my time. I split two, take the cream out, make my own double stuff. Yes. Blam. That that is super enjoyable. Side note, before you go to the gross aspect, have you ever taken the double stuffs and combined two of them? Oh, of course. Holy. <laughs> because gross. Holy <laughs> shit. It's the best. I've never had anything better. It is uh, anything. the absolute best. No, no drugs, no sex, no booze. Nope. Nothing, nothing beats that. The a, quadruple Oreo. <laughs> a quad stuff. <laughs> the best. It's so good. It's so it good. It is top-notch cookie. Yes. Uh, and so if I'm just being gross, which is, let's be honest, <laughs> most of the time, they're just getting shoveled in, man. Like, okay. you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see, here's my, this is really weird, but first of all, you take the cookie, mm-hmm. my technique, throw the cookie in your mouth. I don't have time for bites. The whole thing goes in there. Right. Because, of course, it does. Yeah. So then you take the whole thing and you put it in your cheek the way a hamster might. Oh, shit. And you take a gulp of milk and you just let it sit there for about 10 seconds. Wow. So the cookie gets soft. (laughs) And then enjoy. How long did it take you to perfect this? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to know. I have eaten Oreos this way. Man, most of my life. Wow. It, well, I shouldn't say that because I don't have like a journal of this is when you learned. <laughs> Since I could remember. Yeah. If I'm not doing the, and then it's even better if you do the quad stuff that way. Oh my God. Because you have so much going on in I there, dude. Oreos right now. Oh, <laughs> this is the worst. There's so much going on. Like there's so much. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. Try it. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> Don't do it when the wife's in the room. Right, right. Don't do it. She doesn't need to see this. No. Private, all by yourself, judgment-free zone. Do it. Kids, go to bed. Dad's (laughs) doing stuff out here. I gotta, yeah. I gotta go slosh some Oreos around in my face real quick. It's so good, man, because it does, like, I'm one of these weird people. Cereal, I like mine a little more on the soggy end of the spectrum. No idea why. Um... Maybe if I was a woman, I would prefer a flaccid dick. Hey-o. Probably not. I don't know why that's where I went, but it's out there now. Enjoy, world. I like a soggier cereal. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking like let it sit for three hours before I eat it, but I'm everything's getting submerged. I'm letting it chill for a minute. Yeah. So you take that technique to the Oreo, and it makes it – oh, dude, it makes it so good. <laughs> like, you know how a soft and chewy – Chocolate chip oh, is God. better than just like a regular oh, chocolate oh, chip. Cookie. Yes. That's what it is. Yeah. You're making it soft and you're making it that way, but on your own. Yeah. You're the you're the engineer here. <laughs> and you get to say, I did this. So it's it's science. It, it very much. There we go. High end science. See? That only just made it okay to be gross. <laughs> that only fat people you know what, like 120 pound people aren't figuring this out. No. Like that's no. just not. They just eat their. They take their bite of their Oreo and. Yes, you know, like, and I look self control. Yeah, I think they call it. I've had four. This is, this I is good. Yeah, this is all the. Ooh, I had two Oreos. Yeah. I'm stuffed. The recommended serving size is three cookies. I will not touch these again till Thursday. Not me. I'm ripping through that motherfucker like a six year old opening a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Just. 
You know, you got the jug of milk and you just, you do it. I didn't know if you had tried Goldens or not because I tried them and I was like, they're not the original though. No, they're not. And also, have you seen the expansion that Oreo has undergone? There's like an entire mm-hmm. league of Oreo now. I mean, I know I've, I've like I said, I saw like the, the different flavors and then there's Dude. the thin and then there's the double stuff. Yeah. Did they do away with the covered Oreos? I remember they were doing that. Oh my God. Like... Do you remember Cakesters? <laughs> if we're going to take this real gross. The worst. <laughs> the best. So good. But the worst. So good. So at the time, I, the Statue of Limitations is probably, I'll just go with our, I used to work at a redacted mm-hmm. and you have the, what they call in the biz, the claims department where you could, hey, this is damaged, you take it to the back. (laughs) You see where this is going. Uh Your boy used to intentionally punch boxes of these. (laughs) So I could be like, well, the whole case is fucked up. Sorry, guys. And just, hey, okay, no one's around. Cardboard baler. (laughs) Just rip them open and just shove them in there like the way a pelican might. Oh, my God. Because, of course. (laughs) Yes. No, No respect. Just for, for self or others, no, or... especially not for self. None negative respect for self. Oh my clearly. god! Yeah, dude. No I way. Went, who's eating the Oreo thins? I have, and look, you don't like them, do you? They're, they're okay if you like the cookie, but it's, they're like the Prius of cookies. It's the cookie and the cream together that makes the Oreo. Right. Give me more cream, not less. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather have less cookie, more cream. Yeah. Pause. If, if you want to give me a double stuff thin, now we're oh. on to something. Oh. Less cookie. More yeah. Cream. Word up. Yes. But don't give me less cookie and less cream. Who's doing that? Uh, dicks. And why? Right. I want to have a conversation. Do you do, this is how you know you're really bad, and this is true story, judgment-free zone. When you rip open the bag of Oreos, do you take a glance and look to see which ones are a little more filled than the others and <laughs> attack, the, attack those first? Of course. Because you can't have anyone else getting to those. Right. I want These ones them. are mine. Yep. This whole row. <laughs> I've claimed this whole row. God forbid the kids get to them first. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I, when Oreos get in the house though, there's a few things that when they come in the house, I, I like no self-control Oreos, Oreos, peanut butter. Oreos are impossible. Like I can train myself to get off of every other sweet. Yeah. And ice cream is one of the harder ones. I can, I'll, I'll turn my nose up at some ice cream. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm dieting. God forbid Oreos come in the house. Dude. Cause it's over. I know. And what's crazy is I'm not even like, I'm not even overly, apologies if the mic caught that burp, anyone who's listening. But so I'm not even really like the wife is very much a dessert person. Mm -hmm. Sweets after everything. I've never been that guy. But like the ones I'm here for, like I'll fight for, man. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Oreos among them. And when I found out like, oh, this golden Oreo situation, somebody brings that to my door like. I got to explore. You have to. I have to. I'm not just just going to let you give me this and I accept it. Just like a couple months ago, we were talking candy bars. It's just like I had been off candy bars for like forever. Yeah. We were talking about them. So it's like, well, now I got to try. Or now suddenly Reese's Fast Breaks are on my my radar again. I know. It's so hard to not like when your eyeballs catch that orange. 
it's hard to just not take your arm and just sweep. I'll take this whole box. All of it. Give me the pallet. Give me everything in the back room. Give me all of it. How many of these do you have? I'll take them all, sir. Give me the vendor. Give me the whole thing. Let me call them. I'll just... Let me, where's your ordering thing? That's it, dude. Give me all the Reese's always. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we, we gave you backup quarterback talk today, and we gave you Oreo talk. I don't know what the fuck else you want, if there is anything. I don't know what else there could be to want, if there is. Whoa, let's watch uh, the videotape. Hey! <laughs> the more Sirianni, the better, as always. Um, if we did not check all your boxes, lower your standards, and, uh, yeah, there's that. We'll get out of here on that note. Thanks to Eric Helwig for joining the pod today. Really look forward to that. Give him a follow at Bringing the Backups. Support his podcast as well, uh, erichelwig.com. That's Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Great shit. Again, his most recent episode is on Danny Warfel. If that name doesn't make you feel happy, reanalyze your life. Go ahead and make your quad stuff for you. Let us know how it is at Grease Pole Podcast. We will see you next week. As always, go birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Thanks. Go Birds. Go Birds! Oh, 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 oh,